left, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads. We're going, we don't need roads. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. There are four lights! So this is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And I have the always giddy and chipper Dave Sellers. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't (laughs) sound like you're going to a funeral anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, that is too soon. I didn't think about that when I said it, and I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Stay classy, Scott. <laughs> so, I was like, did you essentially say that? <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> the sci fi diner's off to a great start. But yep. oh, this is the best recording ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm, gonna be like, and now I have it on tape. So yeah. Remember that time when you made fun of me for coming from a funeral? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Come on, let me grab some alcohol. It'll make it even better. But that's it. <laughs> uh, uh, no, well, just to give you listeners a little backstory, I keep getting <laughs> razzed upon because every time I introduce my name, I sound like Eeyore, apparently. <laughs> so I apologize, folks. I am not depressed. I am not down in the dumps. This is the greatest night of my week when I get to record this. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Dave. And, uh, and I am sorry for what I said, being that you did have a family member just pass this week, so I didn't even think hey. about that. But, hey. If you weren't a friend, Scott, I'd take offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's what makes but, but, it funny. Dave, <laughs> milk, milk this one for all it's worth. Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Miles. You're I, welcome, I can see what being 10 years of co-host with you has done. Nothing. <laughs> well, 10 years of abuse, I think you're finally enjoying some kind of you're getting. People yeah. really poke it out. <laughs> oh, right. my. Oh. What are we doing? Uh, so, the hey, so uh, Sci-Fi Diner tonight, we can have indoor seating, as long as you're like six feet apart. Yeah, we can only go up about half capacity right now. Half capacity, but uh, and that's why M's not with us. I'm just kidding. She might be joining us a little bit later. Um, but, uh, Miles, fill us in. What's going on on the menu tonight? What did we, uh, what did the chef cook up? So... We are going to talk a little bit about Snoop Dogg, of all people, uh, produced and starring in a Star Trek parody called Unbelievable. And I know, aptly named, I know. Uh, we have some news about AMC movie theaters uh, when they are going to reopen. Uh, Michael Keaton is in talks to play Batman in the new Flash movie. And if we have time, we'll talk about the new DC animated Superman movie, uh, Man of Tomorrow. And, and of gonna, course, what's going on in our sci-fi world? Yeah, that's your appetizer. Like, what's going on in our sci-fi world? Yeah. So, who wants to start? Um, okay, I'll start. Um, I am enjoying Agents of Shield. This is their last season. I think they're really they're having a lot of fun with this. They're 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 traveling through time during the twentieth century to try to preserve history. Try to preserve. Uh, the founding of shield and i'm also watching cowboy bebop still on cw the 100 is having their last season there's a new superhero show on cw called star girl which i'm watching it sounds like it's just more for teenagers but the writing's really good it has it plays a good balance between camp but also being serious if that makes sense uh, owen wilson is in it um he 
he plays the stepfather in this, and uh, a lot of good backstory from past DC superheroes they explore in this show. Uh, watched uh, Wonder Woman uh, Bloodlines, the animated uh, DC movie that's uh, available on the DC channel. So we watched Encounter at Farpoint at our next show, and uh, also rewatched Chaos in the Bridge. Um, in, in, in preparation for it and um, reading the Star Trek novel Agents of Influence by Dayton Ward. Good, good. So tell me, are you subscribed to the uh, DC uh, channel or whatever it's called? Yes, I'm, I, I am subscribed to the DC channel, yep. Yeah, and uh, is it worth it for you? Yeah, it is because they will, they have, they have some of their own original content but they have a, a catalog of Lots of DC movies, live action and animated. Sometimes if a new DC animated movie debuts, they'll, they won't always, but they'll sometimes debut it on the DC animated channel, which I like. So yeah, Good. if you're a fan of, of yeah, of that, um, it's definitely worth it. Good. And tell me about uh, Agents of Influence by Dayton Ward, a good friend. Yeah, so it's, it's the original series novel. Uh, the... The Enterprise is trying to rescue some uh, some Federation spies that were spying in the Klingon Empire, and uh, the, the ship that originally rescued them uh, crashed on an asteroid, and so the Enterprise is sent out to try to rescue everybody. Uh, so uh, I'm sucked in. Uh, Dayton Ward is a great, great writer, great Star Trek novel storyteller. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to think I'm almost halfway through the novel night and I bought it last week. So right. I'm going through it pretty fast. Good. You know, he's someone we should have on some time just to do one of these, uh, you know, pilots. Oh, definitely. I definitely have him in mind for one. Uh, maybe, maybe Babylon, uh, not Babylon, the, um, deep space deep nine. Space. Uh, he, he, he would be, he might be good for that. He might be good for, uh, Discovery. He wrote a Discovery novel. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, either one. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. All right. Well, that sounds good. Chrissy, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Um, well, I'm actually pretty excited to get some hands-on experience this coming Friday. I'm going to, it's not like sci-fi, it's more like fantasy stuff. So I'm going to go play with Falcons. Ooh. Um, that's really fun. I'm also going to get some hands-on glass blowing because um, I had read a book a while back. I think it was called like, what is it called? And it looked magic and had to do with like glass blowing and casting spells in it. It was very interesting, um, which is what got me into wanting to go and do it. Um, and then I was watching, I was trying to find like another show to watch and I ended up having a little trouble because I tried the Dragon Prince because it was like, supposed to be done by the same people who did the last avatar but i don't know there's something like it's not pulling me in i tried the order same kind of thing chronicles what was that chronicles of shannara i don't know so i'm i'm in the middle of trying to find something that's really like gonna appeal to you capture me but so far it's it's not like they're bad they're just not like grabbing me pulling me in and making me like you know, grossing me in the story long enough for me to like, right. want to, like, keep hitting that button of, ooh, I want to see what happens next. It's more like, eh, I can watch forward. Like, it's not... I don't know, maybe it's, like... I want to say, like, they're tropey. Right. But just because something's tropey doesn't make it bad or predictable. Right. So I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to pick them apart. Um, but I have also really been enjoying Patrick Stewart's sonnets every day. Oh, yes. That he's reading. If you have not... If you have not listened to Patrick Stewart reading Shakespearean sonnets, you need to go do that. Stop right now. That is just. Oh, wait till the show is over, then go. Yeah, do it. No, no. Pause the show and go listen to that. Like I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is late in the day, um, but nevertheless, it is an opportunity for the first time to say, "Good health, be well, and take care." We have a great sonnet which almost got left out tonight. 29. When in disgrace with fortune and men's eyes, 
I all alone beweep my outcast state and trouble deaf heaven with my bootless cries and look upon myself and curse my fate, wishing me like to one more rich in hope, featured like him, like him with friends possessed, desiring this man's art and that man's scope with what I most enjoy contented least. Yet, in these thoughts, myself almost despising, happily, I think on thee. And then my state, like to the lark at break of day, arising from sullen earth, sings hymns at heaven's gate. For thy sweet love, for thy sweet love, such wealth remembered. For thy sweet love remembered, such wealth brings, that then I scorn to change my state with kings. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what's been going on with me. So, Chrissy, Keith, go ahead. Chrissy, have you seen Carnival Row on Amazon Prime? I have not. I probably should try that. Okay. Although me and, me and Amazon are having problems because of some of their business practices, and I'm not sure if I want to continue with Amazon, but that's it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the show might be might, might be up your alley. I, I watched it. I'm not usually into fantasy, but I thought it was for some very good storytelling. Um, okay, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my son and I really like the Dragon Prince. We're like well, wait, we're like waiting in bated breath for season four if it ever comes out. Really? Yeah. So we loved we loved it. I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's on you. No. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is about it. It's not. It's not like they're bad. They're just not grabbing you. I get it. Like, yeah. I, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you know. You want to watch something that you could potentially binge watch. It. It. it yeah. It's. It sucks you in so much that you got to think real hard. Okay, I can give up another hour. I'm watching the next episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And you I mean, haven't found it yet. I no, do. I haven't. I did want to ask you about your glass blowing. Do you find like doing activities like that um, as a way, like it's only therapeutic or, you know, it's just, there's something peaceful about it. I, I really enjoyed, I mean, last winter I made an ax right. with my sister, which was really fun. I really enjoy going and trying and learning new things, especially because I find that it really enhances my enjoyment of like science fiction and fantasy when I can read something and like read about a blacksmith, you know, making a sword in a book and enchanting it with magic. And then I can like really connect that visual, you know, to like how I would have like made it obviously not with the same skill or the same um, finesse as they but the, having some like extra rudimentary knowledge more than just what I just read in a book is I find it really enhancing. That's one of the reasons why I like going to, you know, the air and space museum and like really looking at the science in terms of space travel right. and, you know, reading about black holes and things like that, because it enhances my appreciation of basically allows me to experience the fantasy of the science fiction more fully. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. David, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Uh, very, very little. Um, last few weeks have been insanely busy. Um, I did finish the, I don't remember if I did this the last time or not, but I finished the first uh, Shatner verse novel, Star Trek novel. Oh, and uh, yeah, started the second one, Avenger. So, I'm I'm interested to see how the writing changes and picks up and if it gets any differently or not. Um, but it was it was it was a fun read. Um, I started watching a show on Netflix called Hangar One. 
it's one of those UFO conspiracy shows where it's this group of people who investigate UFOs and stuff. I always find it interesting and fun. Um, I did rewatch Chaos on the Bridge again. Oh, good. Prep for next week. I, I, I this is second that, and it, it's it's amazing. And where is that? Where is that on? Like, where, if I want to watch that, where can I find it? YouTube. Okay. It used to be on Netflix. It's not on there anymore. And the only place I could find it was uh, with the link Miles sent. And uh, yeah, it's on YouTube now. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I tried to find it on other platforms, but that's the only one I could yeah. find. Yeah, it wasn't even on Prime or anything like that. But that was good. And uh, out of a whim, there, I, I've been, like I said, I've been watching TOS again. Just here and there and i did bring up uh star trek continues again started watching a few of those episodes and god i'm just amazed with what they did yeah uh, still yeah well very good very good and obviously busyness and life has taken uh taken a priority in many of many areas of your life so taking a bit of priority and then we're gonna be uh we're gonna be away this weekend i'm going jesse ventura totally off the grid we're going up to the mountains the cell phone's gonna get tossed in a bag and it's gonna stay there till i'm ready to leave nice it's gonna be it's gonna be very nice good that's awesome um you need a separate camera so i can do that yeah what's that I need to get like my own independent camera so I can take my cell phone and toss it away. Like, right. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be the problem with me because everything's tied in like one single device for me. So yeah, right. And the minimalist in me loves that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then really, we're limited up there. With there's no cell service. There is no internet. You got satellite TV. If you're lucky, it's. Oh, it's going to be great. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, in my sci-fi world, um, I am, I have watched a few episodes of Outlander. Okay. Um, totally out of order. I'm like, I jumped in a few in season three, a few in season four, basically Kristen's obsessed. And I sit down and I watch an episode with her. That's about it. Uh, but then she watches like two or three and then I hop in and watch again. I've enjoyed it. Like for me, I haven't seen any of the sci-fi or time travel element. It's just them in the past. Um, but I've enjoyed it. And I think it's a show that if I really wanted to, I could go back and rewatch. Um, but I'm not planning on it at this point, but I have watched a little bit of that. You will be happy to know David Sellers that I finally read Thrawn treason. Ah, yes. And uh, a year after it came out, um, and, uh, I, and I really did enjoy it. It was a, it, it I, I, oh, I did, I'd come out of a really deep, uh, complex book. And when I came into it, I thought that the, the writing was a bit shallow and I, I don't mean that bad. I just mean that. I was so used to having these intricate storylines and characters that you're learning about. And one of the things about hopping into like a pre-existing universe, that stuff's already been established. Um, and so when you come in, you're really, there's a certain expectation that the author has of the reader that, okay, you know, these characters, I don't need to reintroduce them. I don't need to tell you a lot of backstory because you all know that stuff. Um, and so I think that was feeling what I was feeling when I first entered into Thrawn Treason, but by the end, I couldn't stop reading it. Like it, it had me hooked and I was totally sold and, uh, I'm waiting for Thrawn book four to come out. Prequel. So. Who's writing this? Uh, Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn. We interviewed him twice, oh. I think. Yes, you're correct. We did. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's a prequel coming out. That's the next book. Um, and then there has to be one that comes after. Come on. Yeah, it's another trilogy from what I've gathered. But no, no, no. Oh, so they aren't. They aren't. He isn't continuing this current trilogy. No, this next book is set while he is still with the Chiss Look Ascendancy. Look how crushed he is. Look at his face. And I am. Yeah. I'm pretty upset. Yeah. Like I felt. Like they kind of led. They kind of laid the groundwork for a potential book four. Good. And I would imagine that that'll be that'll be coming or. There's so little out there, but I could believe that if the first one is set 
as, as a prequel that somehow in that series it's going to tie in to the new stuff that was written and hopefully pick up where where this one well would, it would make off. sense because it might get might give insight into Thrawn's motivations which is really kind of in doubt from the emperor yeah so that's kind of where I'm at with it but um I am rereading Harry Potter um I forgot how well written or how much I enjoyed reading those books the first time. So I'm beginning to read book one again and, uh, and then I'm enjoying it. I finished a book expeditionary force for a second time. I do a podcast called the orbital sword. I'm reading it for that. Um, and I am enjoying that or I enjoyed that. Um, it has this AI that is basically it. This AI is in the shape of a beer can, and the AI is an asshole. It's great. <laughs> nice. It's a perfect premise, and uh, and uh, super intelligent AI that's kind of helping these humans. It's it's great. It's a wartime sci-fi type thing. But, and I think I've talked about it in the show before. And the only other thing I'm doing is I'm playing a little bit of Pokemon, uh, the card game online, and uh, I'm playing a lot of League of Legends. So that's my world. Nice. Cool. Yep. Are you are you still coaching that? I am. Uh, in fact, we, Wednesday nights we have open gyms where we get on and we play with the kids. So virtually, of course. Oh, that's so cool! That that see, and this is why esports are superior. Continue on in pandemics. Right, right. You don't need a mask. You don't need a stinking mask behind your computer. But. but. Although Not, the other the other sport I'm really like I'm be, beyond amused with is marble racing. Is what? <laughs> marble racing. If you haven't like YouTube it, you will just die of laughter. At least I find it ridiculously amusing. Marble racing. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. So <laughs> if you haven't done so, please check out marble racing on YouTube. Apparently. All right. Uh, who wants to introduce uh, the next story? Are we going to push the Snoop Dogg uh, story later for M? Or are we going to try to? Yeah. Why don't we wait for M since she found it? And there's a there's a short there is a YouTube uh, trailer for it. We can watch. Okay. Um, well, uh, do you want to take the next story then? The AMC movie. Sure. So I was um, hoping to give some good news that um, the AMC theaters would be reopening soon. Um, but originally, um, we, we were supposed to get within the next week or two they would be open. But sadly, with with uh, COVID cases going up, uh, they decided to push it back um, till July 30th. And this is costing them a lot of money. But I, I understand why they have to do it, though. Very good. Well, it makes sense. Um... Do you think that that is going to be pushed back further? Um, it's hard to say. I, there, there, are, there are other parts in the country where the cases are being, are under control. I mean, like right here and, and, and some other places, it's not so bad. So maybe that what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll reopen in some states, but you know, in other states where the cases are, are still increasing, they'll probably have to keeping closed for now i was looking about other movie theaters in our area um regal's plan on opening last i checked for on july 10th right am i right in saying that penn cinema is already open at least in partial capacity um penn cinema, you know has been doing like drive in movies yeah i've seen that um, they've been doing drive in movies but yeah, I don't know if they're like actually open, open. Which I thought was really cool that they did that. Right. Well, I know that they were doing four dollar movies, and I was, I wanted to say that that was, and they were showing like all these old flicks, but they're in. I thought they were in the theater. I will Google it. Yeah, but I I think I want to say that they they have, but I. So I think it's going to be a tough call for theaters. So, what's going to be really tough is for movies, right? If you release a movie, you're going to get, in some cases, only 25% of the theater can be filled. So a couple of thoughts. Like, when does running a theater not become cost-effective? You know? 
when when does it lose money for you to be open? I mean, obviously they're losing money now, but will it cost the theaters more to be open than it will to be closed? I think that's the other, that's one of the questions I have. And the other question is, uh, you obviously, if you release a movie over the summer, you aren't going to get the numbers or the ticket sales at 25% or even 50%. I don't know. I was not paying attention, but they are playing Lord of the Rings extended cuts. And I'm now very excited. I need to, I need to clear my schedule somehow to go watch these. Yeah, that is, that is in the theater, right? They're doing it. I think it's like. How did I miss this? You stay off Facebook as you should. You know what? I, I probably, I'm one of the few millennials that like, I really try not to spend all of my life on social media. Yeah. Dave, you were going to say something? No, I mean, to be able, because one of the biggest things then too is cleaning and sanitizing a theater after a showing's done. To do it right, even with a lot of the new tech they have, speaking from my experience in the cleaning industry, it still takes, it's, it's still manpower heavy to be able to do it, get it turned over and ready for your next screening. So, I, it, it, it depend, and then that's going to be their one of their biggest costs is is salary and labor. I, I don't know, unless they like insanely jack up concession prices, which I mean that's hard to see how you're going to go much higher than what they currently. Provide. I know, but well, especially since I mean people are like, oh well, that plan will just stay home. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then if if your production companies still realize that they're not going to make the money releasing a movie in the theaters. If they do a, a even if they do a, a dual release on streaming paid streaming rental and, and in theaters at the same time, how many people are, are actually going to go out to see it or just spend again, what would be less money for them to, to watch, to have your family watch it at home you know, than going than going out to see it. I, I don't know. Unless they It'd do like be, a unless they do like a delayed release, like okay, you release it three weeks in theater and then release it on streaming. Maybe the people that are die hard are going to want to go to the theater and be the first ones seeing it and talking about it. Right. And, and are there enough of them that it's going to make it even close to break even? Not too much profitable for 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 a theater. To, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see and really just kind of see how it rolls out. So to update uh, about Regal, Regal's, I just found this is a new article. They, they are backing up their, their reopening, too. They, they expect to be open July 30th in hopes of being fully operational by early August. So, yeah. yep, they're, they're waiting, too. Um, I mean, we, we have a – we didn't get uh, Wonder Woman 1984 yet. We didn't get um, the Black Widow movie yet, the live-action Mulan. So there was – there's a few good movies that, um, you know, that, that are not out there making money because of this. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a hard case. And, because, I mean, with the, when you look at the U S the, uh, our numbers are just continuing to, to climb. And, um, I just, I just find it hard to believe that, Oh, we're going to go, we're going to be open. It's going to be theater as normal back in August, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, Penn Cinema, now that I looked a little bit closer, is is open, um, 50% capacity and, and those sorts of things. Um, but most of their movies are are older right. movies. Um, I don't, so the, the other thing is, would it be better for studios just to hold on to these new movies and then release them, you know, next next year or when when things settle down because there there's probably movies that are delayed right now in terms of production. Right. Because putting, putting a movie together is really difficult, even with, you know, animators and stuff. I'm sure, you know, there's still a lot of collaboration that goes on and face to face stuff that, that normally would go on that they have to kind of readjust and, you know, 
if one person's computer is calibrated a slight at home computer is calibrated for color a slightly different way i mean that could really throw some things off unless they're all able to make sure that you know all of their screens are displaying the color exactly the same like they could at you know their work right It'll be interesting. I noticed that uh, some some movies did be did resume filming. I believe. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to know. With there doesn't seem to be like some places are open, some aren't. You know, it's there's not a consensus. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. But I think what? there's not a consensus in America. Yeah, seriously, what? we aren't all believing the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was just I just I, I saw a story come down through from the Matrix Four, which I'm really excited about. And Neil, pa- uh, Neil, uh, um, is it Neil Patrick Harris, the guy yeah. that was Doc, uh, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog? That's him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. he he's in he's in the Matrix Four movie. Um, oh well, now I'm really excited. Yeah, so exactly. In fact, it's going to be a musical. That's what you didn't like. Neo's going to come out and sing and dance. It's just going to be great. Um, oh well, count me in. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But it. Uh, but I saw footage of, of them on set. I was like, oh, they're filming again. This is kind of exciting. But so I don't know. We'll see. So let me ask let me ask you guys this. Would you would you go to would you guys go to a theater? No. <laughs> um yes, with with the caveat that I I I have some assurance that that the movie theater is you know, doing what they can, keep things clean and sanitized. Yeah, I would. Uh, as long as I had that kind of little, you know, little assurance that they're doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Dave? Well, if it was just me. Absolutely. With, without a doubt, I, I... Yeah, I would. But... My problem is I've got a wife and a daughter who my wife gets a little fuzzy with the whole mask wearing things and all that. And I've got a mother-in-law who is insane about it. So probably not for the simple reason that just to save the headache um, and knowing that they wouldn't go either, but all other things considered, absolutely I would. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about picking anything up in a theater, especially if I'm not sitting right next to someone. Avoid anyway. Right. Um, you know, I'm not worried about picking it up off of a surface or anything like that. It's not really, from what I've read and what we've studied through industry stuff that I get, it's not as big of a concern as it is somebody sneezing in my face. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't have a much of a, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but we'll see. Yeah, it's we'll uh, it. I think I think for me, it have to, it have to be uh, the same concerns, Dave, as you had, um, and 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 I'm concerned because I have uh, you know my mom's in her mid seventies and she's a cancer survivor, and uh, I'd rather uh, have her around a lot longer. So I wouldn't want to jeopardize that. Um, but you give me the right movie, uh, it'd be very tempting. It'd be very tempting to go and uh, and I don't. But I don't know if I'd want to be quarantined for fourteen days afterwards. Just saying, right? But <laughs> and it would all depend too if it comes out on streaming right around the same time. Or if Dude, I, I would stream it. Forget it. I, I I won't ever go to the theater again if I could watch a new movie right away, which is probably part of the problem they're going to face in the future too. Yeah, I mean, it's they're gonna have. I mean, it, it's gonna be a question of, so do are we gonna release movies, and people are gonna watch them? Are we gonna cater to movie theaters? That's exactly it. And, and at uh, some point, yeah, at some point you got to make the call and figure out what the production companies are gonna have to figure out which is gonna be best for their bottom line. Right. And like every industry throughout history, I mean, the the, the horse and buggy market went belly up when the automobile is designed. So as with anything, innovation is going to change, is going to change, uh, change how we get things. Yeah, absolutely. Technically it was more the automization of 
for being able to make it cheap and affordable so that everyone had access to it. So in a way, Correct. yes, Correct. roundabout. Now, yeah. streaming has now made it so that seeing a movie instantaneously is cheap and accessible cheap to us masses. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank yeah, you for that. No, yeah. Sorry, the history <laughs> enemy was like twitching. Like, uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like if we have like grammatical errors on our Facebook page, it's going to make Scott twitch, which we do on purpose. Yeah. Just letting you know, Scott. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just to make you twitch. Um, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a movie theater, even if it's, um, a movie that I really would have wanted to see in in theater. But part of that is because I, I just don't trust. People. Like I've seen too many people, and I, I work with a very particular population, and listen to too many conspiracy theorists about how this is. To replace the bird, the batteries and the birds. I, I, birds aren't real. Apparently, that was. <laughs> no, they're surveillance um, drones. What are you talking about? Well, that's an interesting. Oh, one. Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard that one yet? <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't start. No, no, no. It's great. No. It's great. Oh, speaking of science fiction, um, that, you know they're not going to get the vaccine because they're going to put trackers in us so the five G network can get us. That's that's also a thing, dude. I almost um, I almost blew my gasket at a vaccine conversation the other night. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, and I just see way too, like I just maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a germaphobe sometimes, I just see like way too many people like not wearing their mask appropriately and those sorts of things. And, you know, I, I live with a person in the vulnerable population. I work with people in the vulnerable population. And if I bring COVID back to the office, that means, because we're only 16 people, I will have shut down an entire social service agency for an entire region in the right, county. Right. It's, and, and that's the most vulnerable population. So, you know, I and one of our, our people has um, a really close connection where I guess like a family member works at a nursing home in the area. So that would also then, you know, I give them and they actually take a nursing home. Now, my movie going has a bunch of people. So, um, you know, a, it's not worth it to me. No, it's, it wouldn't be worth it. It makes sense. The, both of you bring valid yeah. uh, objections to go yeah. to movies right yeah. now. Oh, it's 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 a it's a it, these are good thoughts and good and these are discussions that we need to be having and be thinking about because it's not if it's just if it's just us like Dave said let's go right but um uh it's not it's but not it's just never about just us you. right and it shows the interconnectedness of our world and. uh yeah, it's it's my it's one of my concerns. I saw that uh, you know I'm, th- I'm thinking about this. Our, our superintendent came out with a email today that said we're going to have uh, we're going to require uh, we're, we're thinking of coming back. We're proposing that all teachers wear masks, you know, whatever. But kids, it's optional. And I'm and I'm thinking like, um, wait a minute here. You can't expect teachers to do it, but then put us at risk because kids aren't. You know, um, so I just I, I feel a little bit. I think there might be some backlash in that. We'll see. Dave's smiling. Well, so, yeah. did you see that email that I'm talking about? I, I did. And, and does look, she understand how this spreads? Well, <laughs> you can't get these kids to walk around without having their hood up. You can't get them to do the simplest of <laughs> trivial things at times, and. If you record now, I will. I will say it. The senior class at graduation did amazing with uh, with showing up with masks and 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 wearing them and everything like that. But that was back at the end of May, right? Beginning of when we get to August, I I don't know if if the the social fatigue is 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 just going to wear off on them. Or what? But yeah, I mean that—that's the biggest bunch that really should because they don't know how to keep away from each other. It is. It's going to be. Have you seen them wash their hands? Well, yeah. 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 You well, know, I see what they do in the bathrooms, and it doesn't look like they're washing their hands. That's the half the problem. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. I my first thought, David, if they make me come in wearing a mask, I'm getting a stormtrooper helmet, and we're going to do this right. <laughs> 
I was up in my mom's attic a while, a little while back, and I found my old Darth Vader voice changer mask. Right. And if my head didn't get so fat over the years, the thing probably would have still fit me, and oh, I would have worn that into work, no problem. <laughs> I'd have worn that to the grocery store. I'm like, I got a face covering. It'll be I'm interesting like, to see it. Get scuba gear and like oxygen tanks and just teach like that. Right, oh. right. I know, but I seriously, I want, I, 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 it's one of my goals in my life to get a full set of stormtrooper, a full set, a full stormtrooper outfit. Yes. That's what I like. I don't even like stormtroopers are not my favorite character. I just like the look. Yes. And so, you know what? You need to tell Christian that this is a very important purpose for you going back to school. I would to say, keep the family safe. Right, right. I'm turning 50 this year. Come on. Two grand, buddy. Two grand is all it'll cost you for a, a screen accurate professional prop replica of Stormtrooper armor. Great. I oh, need you to check this out. You get all, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you can get two grand. You can like, get I have a dream, guys. I have a dream, and it's a start. A dream, and it's head to toe. Uh, yeah. Puppet to me at Kickstarter. He, he has a dream. He has a dream. How do we end up here? All because of AMC theaters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. AMC theaters, that's for sure. But. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, we have more important things to stuff, like Michael Keaton playing Batman. Yes. Dave, do you want to Dave? Do you want to take this story? Uh, yeah. Um, Michael Keaton's in early talks to return to portray Batman alongside Ezra Miller in Warner Brothers: The Flash. Uh, last we saw him was in 1989 in Tim Burton's Batman, and returned to collaborate again with him in '92's Batman Returns. The, in my personal humble opinion, outside of the Heath Ledger ones, because I put them in a different category altogether, but from that stretch of Batman movies, these two were the best. Michael Keaton is still Batman to me, next to Adam West. And he was my favorite. So this is exciting to see if he actually gets to come back. I'd be thrilled. I would be thrilled. Oh... Hey guys, I need to stop dangerously. That's like a minute. What's up with what? You had a problem with Val Kilmer? Yeah, George Clooney. (laughs) Uh, George, yeah. So, like, my favorite Batman is Christian Bale, but as you said, you kind of put him in a separate category. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't count. Yeah. Yes. So you're excited. So are you excited about this? Yeah, I'm gonna actually get me to watch a few episodes of Flash. Right. So this is actually yeah. this is a Flash TV series. Not the there's no Flash movie coming out, right? It seems yeah, correct. This is the this is the the CW one, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But very good. Well, that sounds like something uh and uh, we know I guess it says it's been dated for June 3rd, 2022. Is that right? Yeah, looking that way. Well, that's uh, that's like two years out. But... Yeah. Yeah. So a lot can happen. Yeah. A lot can happen. Yeah, we will. We will definitely see. All right. Well, uh, man of tomorrow. Did any of you watch the uh, trailer for this? I don't think I did. Okay. Well, I'm going to play it here. So. Uh, I'll play the trailer and then we can talk a little bit about it. It's an animated, uh, uh, it's an animated uh, film, a DC animated film. I think the big thing here is that it looks like Zachary Quinto will be voicing Lex Luthor. Before you even watch the trailer, what do you guys think of that? Mm. I mean, I like oh, Zachary Quinto, hey. right? Yeah. So I like Quinto. Yeah. So you especially liked him in the. Uh, in the no, Kelvin Ti- the Kelvin I, timeline movie. No, no, I knew exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, so you liked him as Siler in Heroes? Got it. That that works. That works. All right. Yeah, I, I liked him that in Heroes as well. He was good. He was good writers. at Spock. I didn't have a problem with him. Either. No, he was good at Spock. I, I, I well, I mean, let's let's face it. Piece of crap movies. It it would not. Nobody could possibly 
fill Nimoy's shoes. I mean, right. it's 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 kind of like anyone trying to play Professor X after Patrick. I mean, yeah, you're I just know. gonna always be the B. Ethan no, Peck is no. getting up there. Ethan Peck is up there for me. Yeah, that's true. I need to go like wait to see. I'll hold my judgment. New world. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Young Spock. What? All right, man of tomorrow. Man of tomorrow. So here, I'm going to play the video here, and then, uh, and then uh, if Miles is back, we can talk a little bit. Okay. Miles, are you back? No, he's not back. He is different. He lifted a tractor with one finger, Martha. Whoever put him in that ship had no idea or care for how dangerous a world they were sending him to. Breaking news. An unidentified object heading towards Earth was detected by Star Labs. Look! Up in the sky! Why are you here? Why are you here? Kryptonian. Lois, and you are? I'm Clark Kent. This planet is protected, alien. It's ass woman time. <laughs> I thought Martians only existed in the movies. Those movies are terrible. Right, Miss Lane? What's the S for? Superman. Those people are in great danger. Let them go. My name is Kal-El of Krypton, and I come in peace. All right. Did any of you watch it? What do you think of this? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. I think that, uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it looks like it's an origin story, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, one. go ahead. Another one. Yeah. It, no, but, but this one, I don't know. There's something about it that, that yeah. seems to grab my attention. It's something I might check out. I know Miles will be checking it out, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. I never, I never got fully into the the all the animated, the different animated Superman movies that have been out over the time. I, 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 I never really dove into those too big, but I mean, it it certainly is looks interesting. I mean, you got a little bit of uh, Quinto's Luther in there, that one right. line. But yeah, yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of animated superhero stuff in a in a long time. So, but yeah, yeah. who knows? All right. Oh, one other what? note back to the uh, the last thing we were talking about too, the uh, Michael Keaton one. That's actually going to be the Flash, uh, his movie in the uh, in the Wonder Woman Justice League movie line okay yeah so it's not it's not the tv series it's not the tv series now okay good i I, I can read that again with ezra what's his name playing him and us but that's that's from the justice yeah i didn't think the s stood for superman (laughs) i thought it was like supposed to be a symbol of hope and i don't know like but the lack of attention to detail makes me go i don't know guys Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even like that big into like the superhero universe. I'm sure there's a lot like I don't right. know, but I would say I don't know. I, I just feel like somebody should have not done that. Right. Yeah, well, they're telling it a little differently, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, only well, a purist. Oh, right. Well, let's, oh, okay. Well, let's. I don't know where Miles is at, but let's uh, let's work on and um, let's end with this story of uh, Snoop Dogg. Someone's name you yes. probably wouldn't 
Never think you'd hear in the diner here, but uh, <laughs> who wants to take this story? I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Um, yeah. So last October, we found out that Snoop is a Trekkie, but a, and a Trekkie with a huge huge Star Trek mural uh, in his home. Um, so he read his love for the franchise can even be dated all the way back to 2004 with his hit single Drop It Like It's Hot, which was produced by Star Trek Entertainment. It's actually spelled track and not track. Right. Um, which was uh, Pharrell Williams and his Neptunes, basically, whatever. That is, I'm not into the hip hop world to even guess what that means. Right. Um, but then, you can Google it up. There's a picture. He's got a huge mural on there on, on a wall in his place with uh, all kinds of Star Trek ships from the line and everything. It actually looks pretty freaking cool. Um, so he's got a parody film called Unbelievable that he both produced and starred in with over 40 former Star Trek actors and watching the trailer was pretty neat because you're picking people out. Like, is that, Oh, it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. You know, Tim Russ and Garrett Wong are in there and it, it, it looks pretty interesting right alongside with uh, Chase Masterson. Right. Um, the parody film also stars a Kirk inspired marionette called Kirk Stillwood. And he leads a team of astronauts to the moon to rescue their fellow astronauts. And from puppets to plant monsters, this movie has it all. And that puppet reminded me right out of Team America. If anybody <laughs> out there has ever watched that. Well, let's, why don't we play the trailer here and then uh, we can talk a little bit more about it. In a world where the world is searching the world for someone to save the world, there is only one in the whole world that has this world on a string. Uh, uh, okay, Charlie, I'm in. Uh, what now? Soon I will take over their planet with my army of plants. <laughs> they are the first wave of a massive invasion force headed for this planet at this very moment. <gasps> This is a national emergency. Mr. President, I've got to ask you something. Well, then spray something on the damn thing. Where did all the people go? Ah, what the hell is happening to us? I know what will happen if something goes wrong up there. It'll be the end of the program. I thought we had 80 more minutes. Uh, oh, that program. Till we're over the ocean. Whoa! Whoa! Fifty years later, and he's still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they gave Armin big plastic ears. <laughs> I, I, what the hell are they doing pulling vacuum cleaners? I, I cannot wait to see this mess. This is going to be hilarious. It's like a conglomeration of horrible B movies. It is. I mean, it's. I, I need to call my college roommate Ray and we have to watch this together because I feel like she and I, like this would be our thing. This is what we would do together is watch terrible B movies together in college. And I, I feel like I need to honor that. Right. <laughs> it's it's just really <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. I, I mean, we watched all the Evil Deads together. I right. have to. We watched, um, oh, that's Rocky Horror Picture so if, Show. Watched, so, if, so if you need a laugh in your life, this is the movie for you. Yes, yes. And you know what? I, I feel like after this year, we all need laughs. Maybe this is the movie for a COVID-19, just saying. This is, this, this is, this is it. He was like, you know, one year is going to be, he's like, after 2016, there's going to be another year that really, really sucks. And when the time is right, I will share this treasure to the world. And the time is now. Right. <laughs> Dave can't get it together. (laughs) Oh my! We begin with laughter, we end with laughter. We do, we do. It seems like an appropriate place to uh, end the show. Oh my god! Uh, Well, we do have to be wrapping up the show here. Miles had to step away uh, just to uh, help with a family situation, so. we wish him the best. And M obviously was tied up with work. Um, but it's been great to chat with everyone here at the diner, you guys, Miles, and everyone else that's listening. And we appreciate you sticking with us and being along with us as we've kind of taken detours and rabbit trails as we've kind of talked about all sorts of things in the diner tonight. But any other thoughts before we go? <laughs> Dave can get it together enough to say his sign off. Well, yeah, he probably like, well, okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll begin to wrap it up. Before we go, though, just remember you can hit us up on Facebook. Remember that somewhere around July 21st, we will be uh, reviewing the Encounter at Farpoint. That's the name of the episode, right? That's it. Yep, uh, with uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. And uh, what's the, uh, the, um, What's the background that that video we were talking about on YouTube? Chaos on the bridge. So maybe helpful to watch Chaos on the Bridge as well because uh, we will probably be alluding to that during the show as well. And we hope to have Larry Nemechek with us, who is who knows everything Next Generation. He's the perfect guy to have on the show. So, but yeah, I think that's about it. It's been great chatting with you, folks. And with you. All right. Until next time, we'll see ya. You know what? I'm not going to tell you your tips at the table. Wear your damn mask. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Wear your damn mask. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And go boldly, friends. (laughs) 